Oh, my goodness. Welcome to the uh, the program today, the Jack Michael Show. Derek, Brad, T. Dunn in the house. Uh, a lot of stuff. And as we say goodbye to... To uh, 2022 today, our final show. We won't do another one till next year, for goodness sakes. Derek and I were chatting about that yesterday, Brad, and it seemed like, uh, boy, where did the year go? It started with North Dakota State, I guess, winning their ninth out of 11. And a month, uh, you know, a week or so from Sunday, they got a chance to get 10 of 12. But there's a lot in between, for goodness sakes. It's Friday. What'd you do, Brad, in your three hours you took off? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a great way to describe it. Brad Pretty doesn't much. take days. He took like uh, he took three took, hours off. I took yesterday. a couple half days. Um, <laughs> well, we we have a furnace in our we have a modern right. furnace in our house yeah. now. Congratulations! Um, so that was nice. Were you going um, candle route or just space heater? Space heater. Well, oh. we have electric heat in our lower level, so that was okay. So in which we don't really turn on and. Unless we have to, so we turn that on, and then we just went space heater upstairs, and uh, now the space heater is in my office. So because my office gets a little yeah. cold. Well, I told Brad today, Derek. I came. I've been in here all morning in the fan suit. I'm like, it's a little chilly. So I put the jacket back on now today. It's, now it's seventy. Oh, we warmed up to seventy. Well, if not, this I can get the space heater. It's just uh, right around <laughs> the corner. I can go get it. Hey, the Gophers uh, nicely done. Good ball game. Tune in yesterday. I sat. I don't know if you guys do this, but sometimes I'll go to a fast food joint and then go through the drive-through, but not take it anywhere. Just circle back and eat in that parking lot of said whatever. All the time. Yeah. Right? Yep. It's a really comfortable, peaceful way to have a little bit of... In fact, I bet you some people today tune into the noon show and uh, sit, eat their dinner while they listen to us. I, I do. Um, but yeah, I did that and I tuned into to Mike Grimm and, and DT and, and Gardzi and our boy listening to a Gophers football yesterday against Syracuse. Mo Ibrahim, he's going to go down. Well, he's going down as the all-time yard. I mean, he set his uh, the, the Gopher record yesterday. So, you know, over 4,600 yards. You guys were talking off air. A guy like Mo, you know, 4,668 yards, 53 rushing touchdowns in 40 games. Where do you project a guy like Mo? Does he make an he NFL coming, roster? Is he coming back next year? I doubt it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they, I were, think he, they were on the, the final, final, final talk yesterday. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think you got to go make your money now, right? I mean, he's taken a, quite a bit of beating the last couple of years. I mean, Certainly. you got to go make your money. I think. I think Tanner told us, Derek, yesterday, having uh, Tanner Hoops on yesterday who does the, uh, the board, he says if, if not the next level, he might want to get into coaching and be by P.J.'s side for years. So it sounds like that could be uh, could be something. Wait, P.J.'s record in bowl games with the Gophers very good. He's undefeated, isn't he? I believe so, yeah. He signed a new multi, 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 multi. What was it, a seven, seven spot? They showed I think the last they... time they they played Syracuse in a bowl. Who was was that Jerry Kill? Oh, boy. Because Syracuse won that look. one. But I, I want to see he hasn't lost a bowl game, if I remember. Texas Bowl, yes, 2013. Texas Bowl lost. Yeah, it was Jerry, 21-17. But, yes, uh, well, under PJ, they are 4-0. and Bowl yeah. bound, baby. Tracy Clays was 2-0 and in bowl game. <laughs> so well, the Tracy Gophers, Clays, there's an argument to keep them, really, the way they finished. Certainly, but, certainly. Yeah. Uh, Gophers obviously have had some success in bowl games, and, and now it's the next. We talked yesterday about expectations. And, uh, and you know, what, what did the Gophers end up? Nine wins this year, then, overall? Mm-hmm. Huh? And got to a bowl game. What a bowl game. Saw ground zero. Saw the Rockettes. Visited New York again. <laughs> went to a hockey game. Well, that wasn't enough, that wasn't good enough for Glenn Mason, though. No. That's right. Why is that? Well. Because that's when I paid most attention to go for football because I live close to there. So I, I, I made face. a vested attempt to. I would usually go to one game a year. and, and But that always seemed like it was just never good enough for fans 
for Glenn Mason. By the way, they not only are racking up bowl games, they've won six straight bowl games, mm-hmm. Well, as I, you said. <laughs> I think what happened with Mason, though, is that that Texas Tech comeback in that bowl Catastrophic was losses. like a, seri- a series of comebacks started with that Michigan debacle at, yep. on a Friday night at the Metrodome, and then yep. there was a series of huge comebacks, and that's where that the Wisconsin decision game. was made by Joel Maturi. I was at the Wisconsin game where they ran for about a half a million yards, and then the punter dropped the snap, and then he tried to kick, and they was blocked. Should have took kicked, a safety. Yep, kicked away that game. Well, I've told you the story about that. One haven't. of the most bizarre football games I've ever witnessed. So I was listening to that game while I was at the sidelines of your alma mater, Concordia, St. John's, losing on a hail mary oh, to St. John's. I remember that. And too. those two things, I kid you not happen like within seconds of each other <laughs> so i'm listening to the gophers blow this punt that essentially led them to the and i'm seeing i had forgot the most that. miraculous hail mary yeah. that was, was not it wasn't a, even a hail mary so the safety just didn't get back in i time forgot and, i i that was not a, i forgot how bad a day that was for me because i'm yeah. watching the gophers just fritter this game away to wisconsin and then yeah then i got home and heard that they lost to it, was a, John's yeah, it was not a good day for Gold versus fashion. red and white that day no. <laughs> To get involved in the show, and I've uh, got a text club uh, question today, as we do every day, and I'll throw that in a second. We'll go to the phone lines also at 237-3767, or if you like dialing the old toll-free number, 888-458-6926. I know we got a lot of folks that tune in from outside uh, the long-distance area. The text club, again, 35270. I'll throw that question out soon because it might take an hour as we kind of stumble through all this, and T. Dunn comes in and like to get... Certainly D's thoughts on that. The Wild fall to the Stars yesterday 4-1. to one. Not a bad game for the Wild. Uh, the four, I mean, it's just one of those hockey games where, you know, it's not that they played poorly. I think they hit the pipe a couple of times on shots. So, you know, it was it was there. But they, they fall to Dallas 4-1. to one. They've got the Blues tomorrow. Um, the Force double up uh, Des Moines yesterday. Brad, they've got Force tonight, Force again tomorrow. They're trying to get all these in and bing, bang, bong. Three and three with Des Moines, I think. So yeah, this will be the only trip they make here. I'm sure that's why they're doing it. Individually from the uh, prep front, just highlighting a couple things, and Brad does such a great job. If you go to 740thefan.com and you can look at the, it'll usually say a scoreboard on there and you can get the scores. But just to highlight a couple of things yesterday, Mason Claybo Porting 33, hit the game-winning free throws. Davies defeating Red River by a point. was a tremendous game yesterday. You know, the Spuds uh, win their holiday tournament. Adam Jenkins continues to just throw down dunks and hit threes. And he had 80 uh, – no, he didn't have 84. The Spuds totally. They beat DL 84 to uh, 58 to highlight some of that. Barnesville, your Trojans got a one-point win, D, against Central Minnesota Christian yesterday. Uh, Central Cast down Barnes. in down in Wilmer, right? Yeah, that's a, some yeah. holiday tournament going yeah, on. Yeah, so they've had that down there for years. So you can go to the uh, the website for points and that. Jossie uh, Jossie Scheller, who was nicknamed Juice, by the way, she's multi sport athlete for Red River. How about the Ryder girls defeating Davies seventy seven to sixty eight? She poured in forty three. Holy cow! That's a that's single game amazing. Ryder's record. Have you guys had forty three of anything in a sports contest? Uh, not that I can think of. Like anything, turnovers, <laughs> points, turnovers. I don't think it was on the field enough for for forty three events. Seconds wrestled before I, I was pinned. To, you know, or tried pinned. to get that on the front nine a few times. But <laughs> forty three on it. Yeah. How about uh, forty three yards of false starts? Forty three <laughs> yards, like eight false starts plus like sixty yeah. percent of one. Yeah. 
but 43. And then not to be out, Brenna Dick of, of Cheyenne, and, and Brad, you and I were talking about her because I did the Cheyenne South Yeah, I know her. PA. I know her dad, yeah. A fantastic athlete. She pours in 35, a new Cheyenne single game nice. uh, record. So something was in the water yesterday in, uh, in hoops uh, as far as that. But you can go to 740thefan.com. Uh, for uh, all the scores from uh, from yesterday, including hockey and, and whatnot. So World Juniors quickly on the, on the table, and T. Don can talk about this too if, if he chooses. But uh, USA, uh, much needed win, obviously. They defeat Swiss, uh, the Switzerland, 5-1. Yes. to one, So they kind of remain alive in Group B at the World Juniors in Mon- Monarch, Mon- Mon- Moncton, Moncton, New Brunswick. <laughs> T. Dunn's looking at me going, get it right, it's Canada. Start it, yeah. Moncton. Uh, that so that's a little bit of that. Then I got a. I can't pronounce North Dakota cities uh, names, let alone Moncton. Yeah. Uh, it almost sounds like a fish. Uh, I caught three yeah. Moncton. <laughs> um, <laughs> they were huge. Yes. <laughs> or over in the east, I guess it'd be huge. You fl- yeah, they were. Flayed them up and broiled it, and it was delicious. Uh, we'll go to the phone line. <laughs> we'll go to the phone line. Uh, by the way, I want to throw one thing in. In 1978, has this ever been done since? 1978, on this date, December 30th, Ohio State University fired Woody Hayes as its football uh, coach one day after he punched Clemson player Charlie Bauman during the Gator Bowl. Has that ever been done since 1978? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. We've got some close calls, I think. That's that's where the... uh... That's where Royce's turkey of the year started was because of Woody Hayes. Was Woody Hayes? Yeah. So, interesting, on those lines, I watched the... Back when ESPN Classic was just classic sports, you know, yes. before ESPN took yes. it and kind of made it not what it was, but the classic sports. Now, I was watching that live, and the announcers, you know, they saw it. They didn't make mention of it. Oh. And then they replayed it. Oh, looked like we had a little scuffle there, and they knew what happened. <laughs> but I don't think they wanted to call out the legendary coach on the sideline. So, I mean, oh, it was just sure. interesting that they – and then I don't think they showed a replay of it again. We haven't had anything. Like, oh We've heavens. had um, the PJ Carlissimo and uh, Spring that was that practice. Yeah. Was a practice. Yep. Uh, Bobby Knight certainly has had stories, legendary stories of you know. But that was a chair during a game. It wasn't a. What was it? Well, he choked. Uh, was it Neil Reed in practice? Well, that's that, what that, he, that's that, what he cost his, uh, He lost his job. So nothing. We had Thielen and Belichick yelling at each other a few years that's ago. That's right. There was a shove it. or two there, right? Well, they were just yelling. I don't know what. I don't even know what Thielen was yelling at yeah. the goat for the goat no. coach. Yeah. And even this year, and they won't even mention yeah, it. Yeah, even this year, they they kind of just shook hands and walked away. But that's a coach with their player. So I can't recall of like a coach against an opposite player during a game. Not an opposite player, but I can remember yeah, opposite team. opposite coaches. I remember uh, Calipari and John Chaney. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. John, yeah. John Chaney. There's probably was been a press conference or two that has, crazy, has, has, yeah. has gotten yeah, heated. Yeah, I think George, uh, John Thompson had something too with someone. Denny was that? Oh, I think it, you're it was, right. I'm just trying to remember. No, who you're it was. right. What it was that? I don't know. He got really heated. Yeah, it was with. Was it with? Uh, Boy, I can't remember. Was it with uh, what's his face, the the yeah. guy who cheated at Kentucky and Louisville? Um, oh, am I going to blink? Oh, Patino. Yeah. Was it Patino? Was it? Yeah. I know we have Google. Like people are going, just Google it, you morons. But we have like this code where we sometimes like we have to wait a few questions before we actually go for the answer. Uh, oh my goodness, we do have someone online here. I totally, uh, totally spaced. That's that Paul. Out. Paul is on here to predict the Vikings. Packers game. We, where would we be without Paul? Happy Pulse? Friday. Hello. Uh, guys, on the last day of 2022 on a Friday. Yeah, or Saturday, but as far as our show goes, it's you're right. Yes, that's right. All right, I'm going to predict that the Vikings are going to win 27-14 over Green Bay. 13-point win. 
Derek Hansen can go over there and throw something at Aaron Rodgers' head. At his what? His pets? <laughs> Throw something at his feet so he won't play ever again. Remember, uh, Derek, downtown Fargo had the, uh, was it called the Dog House? It was a, it was a hot dog. Uh, I remember Brad, that. Do you remember, I remember that, Brad? that place, yeah. Uh, and then a, we used to do some, I used to do a radio show in there, and, and I think they were they had some Packer stuff in there. And I think the proprietor or someone came in and said they used to throw a cheese head at the television. <laughs> to Paul's point about throwing <laughs> throw a cheese head at the television with the Packers table. 27 to 13. Okay, Paul, that's good. 27 14. And oh. I'm going to predict for next Sunday that the Vikings are going to beat Chicago 28 to 12. 28 12. Boy, he's not even just predicting next week. He's predicting the final. And episode. a happy new year, Derek. Happy new yes. year to you, Paul. Stay you out take of trouble. I'll try. All right. Yeah, thanks, Paul, Paul and happy new year to you, Paul. All right. <laughs> See you, Paul. Have a good one. Well, we have our Friday Paul call. We should just call right. it our Friday Paul call. That's true. Uh, when he predicts uh, uh, that. Okay, here's the question. A couple things. Oh, before we do that, uh, I always go through my little history here so we can uh, throw this uh, this out. I asked this earlier around the station, and, and it really got split answers, and this has nothing to do. But on this date, 1953, the first color television sets went on sale. Uh, either of you two, and then I'll throw it at T. Dunn later. Uh, do you have a rough estimate of how much those first color television sets cost? Well, I mean, everything is when it first comes out, it's so new, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. so think really outside of the number that yeah. just popped in your head and probably add some. So 1953? You guys got a shot? $250. Okay. I'll go a little higher. I'd say 750 because it was so new. $1,175. Really? <laughs> What would that be to, in today's? Well, I know that I had asked a question. Uh, Mike Seminary, former mayor of Bismarck, was in guest hosting News and Views today down the hall, and I'd, I'd thrown out just kind of almost rhetorically, but we did look it up. I said, "Well, what what did the first microwave oven cost?" And we went, and and that was five thousand dollars in today's money. The first microwave oven would cost you sixty one thousand dollars, and I said, "Boy." That's probably when Orwell Rudenbacher said, I think I'm going to come up with the food they can have to buy to put in there. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, the first TV set, color TV sets went on sale this date, 53, for about $1,175. Now, we weren't born, but parents were, uh, certainly those. No wonder nobody had a color television set. I mean, very rarely did that. Those must have been the, the, the really wealthy. Well, I want, well, right, you had to, but I'm wondering even like, because TV stations around here... I think didn't start until about that time, like KXJB and, right. and Channel yeah, Six, right. and I mean, I I think it was like early early to mid fifties. I got I remember reading Adelson's book, and I thought it was like early about that time. So the key is here: what can we invent now that would be in such demand that's probably going to diminish in not too distant future, but we can cash in and make billions of dollars on? Well, I guess if we knew, we'd probably have had that. I don't know. <laughs> I'm still thinking about how we. It's 2023 coming up, and we don't have flying cars yet. I mean, and uh, we don't have that. Uh, I just, I think <laughs> the Jetsons are upset. You know, Robert Zemeckis and Steven Spielberg are upset. I mean, in Back fi- to the Future, we're supposed to have flying DeLoreans by now. I mean, <laughs> in 50, running on garbage. We're, we're more driving around. 
<laughs> we're driving around more like Fred Flintstone. Yeah, exactly. Than we are. This we is are why, George Jetson. why in 53, your, your folks or grandparents were going, hey, we had Fibber McGee and Molly. We could watch it on the radio. That's what that's what the key was on radio. Uh, I, I can't imagine that thing. Uh, little Brad Anderson in 1953 going, why don't we have a television set? Because they're 1,173. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking, see, my dad would, my dad would have been about three, I think, because yeah. I'm sure they, uh, I'll have to ask him when they got TV at his house. That's I mean, a, that'd they, be a good they, question. Yeah, because I don't think they. Color, by the way. Well, just television in yeah, general, television black in general, and white or color, is, but I think it was later in life, I think, or a little bit later, past 1953. Now we have wrong. them in our hand, is Derek's. Now you literally hold one in your hand for whatever for fifty, sixty dollars a month. That's where we've came. Thank you. There's your year end uh, lesson. Here's your question today, uh, and I've said it's kind of our, our topic of discussion. We'll, we'll we'll pick it up back in in the second half hour today. But your your final final uh, text club question today on the Jack Michael Show of the, of 2022, and it simply is this. What will we see? What may we see in 23? Mm. So there you go. Carlos Correa with a team. <laughs> well, there's Car- that. Carlos Correa on a baseball team. I like team. that. That's a good call. Will he be on a roster somewhere? Will he be on a roster? What may we see in 23? So you can text that to 35270. It's, it's a pretty simple, but yet... Who knows? I don't know. Anything float to your heads right out of the gate before we break? A Twins, a Vikings, a Wolves, a Bison. I'm going to say a a Clark Cup title for the Force. Oh, there you go. Ooh, nice call. No pressure or anything. What maybe? It's a long grind to get to that point. I'd hate to jinx anything, but I'm going to say we may see a repeat of the American Association Championship. Held by the Fargo Moorhead Redhawks. Has, that, be has my... that been done in a while? Yeah, well, I, I guess I can go. We, you know, Winnipeg spaced a couple out that that were in uh, the American yeah. Association, hmm. but, not, but, anyway, but not together though. Not together. No. B A B A R. That's like a scene out of <laughs> Babar. Yeah, but not right next to each other. I thought that's what you meant. I just. So what? A, a lot of uncertainty in the Twins. I what, just don't know where they're going. You really didn't jump on the Twins. You didn't no. jump on any of the Minnesota Twins. Conf- my ball club's confusing me. And I don't Derek's know not jumping doing. on the Vikings yet on that because you don't want. I know you. <laughs> part of your game, the, all that no. the uncertainty, of the National Football League. Nobody was running towards the NFL. So that's the question: What we may see in twenty three? I like it. Take a, take time to text in at three five two seven zero. We'll read those. Step aside. T Dot is in the house. Travis Dunn, the enforcer, the host of not one but two popular hockey shows, a recent guest host. He's like the uh, Gary Shandling is to the Tonight Show. Travis Dunn is as a guest host everywhere. T. Dunn of the house. Lots to get to this week, and it's a Friday edition, the final of the, the year in 2022. Back with more after this on 740 The Fan. Dolph Shays with the ball, shaves, half card, shaves, shot good. From the blue line, cuts it out and it hits the pipe and it's a kick save and a beauty. Can you name, life. yes, can you name the original voice of Hockey Night in Canada? Well, FH are the initials. I don't know that one. Huh. I feel like I should, but I don't. Foster Hewitt. Foster Hewitt. Foster Hewitt. You do it from the gondola. From the gondola. High above. 
what we may see in 23 is the uh, final question on the uh, text club today. We'll have a new one Monday, but yeah, or Tuesday actually, because we have Tuesday, a bowl game yeah. Monday. But I think I thought of a real good one. You, uh, Brad, and I were sitting here, and T Don, who's Tee it up, baby. T Don, the enforcer, comes in, and we, and we grill you with hockey and your hockey this, but you, you're pretty vast knowledge of a lot of stuff. <laughs> vast. <laughs> and Travis Dunn just dropped in break as he was sitting, putting his headphones on. What we may see in 23. Colorado Buffaloes winning the NCAA uh, National Football Championship. Deion Sanders. Or if they're in, like, did they, if they could just even get into the play, like to the Final Four, into the national <laughs> semifinals, <laughs> would be a wonderful. Boy, story. would that be stirring the pot, wouldn't it? We got some texts. Viking Super Bowl. Hell freezing over because the Vikings win the Super Bowl. <laughs> so yeah, those well, are simultaneous. So Brad, simultaneously, the Vikings win the Super Bowl, and then the hell, hell freezes, freezes over. over. Yeah, yeah, I got it. All right, um, 19. I'm gonna throw this one out there. Uh, sorry to interrupt you guys. 1980. What year would this be? 1980. Something 1978-79. My brother bought a VCR. Okay. It was a no, it wouldn't be 79, it'd be 83, 84. No, it was oh, a, it was a top it was, a okay, top yeah. load stereo VHS VCR. Weighed about 300 pounds. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> what did he pay for that? Ooh. Because like, you heard the television question, yes, obviously, because the color did. TV. Yeah. Yes, yes, I did. Yes. I, okay. But uh, we had a top load. So the top load is that the one that... Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah that that one, out, okay. Just like that. And that's yeah. the sound yeah. it has? Yeah, that was great. $600. Oh. Now we're talking Canadian money. Oh, Canadian money. So, oh, okay. $1,200. Well, yeah, I got to say, the $1,200. <laughs> yes. Without going over, ding, ding, ding. Right, was that close? Uh, $1,400. Holy Smokes! Then you just put in like okay. slap shot, watch that oh, all day. Boy. So about that time, it still works. By the way, my brother still That's has fantastic. it. What year did the Tigers win the World Series? Is that eighty four? They beat the Padres. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Remember when Kirk Gibson hit that home run off off Goose Gossage? Yeah. So my mom was playing in a um, a the, the number pool at work. You get you know this number for the Tigers, this number for San right. Diego. That that home run got her the number where I think she won like the big prize, and I think she won like three hundred bucks. Okay, and that's how we that's how we purchased our first VCR in the Anderson household was thanks to Kurt Gibson. I love yeah. that. Yep. Well, you know, I was walking through a local store recently that had a lot of TVs in it, and you can understand. Mm-hmm. Well, I won't. Jack's better at making those. What's that? Uh, What's the, the names that you sound like but aren't exactly right, the exactly same. Rhyming that. You know, about a seventy-inch TV for. Five hundred and fifty or something like yeah, that. Yeah, six hundred dollars compared to what? Think about that. I mentioned the first TV color TV right. sets. This date, nineteen what fifty whatever fifty three. The first show I ever saw on color television. My brother went to UND, bought a color TV. It was a nineteen inch Love American style. <gasps> Clearer Love than the red, white, American and blue. Style. in a red, white, and, and blue. Yeah. That used to come on nights. Friday nights, I believe. Friday nights? I don't know. My mom and I were busy watching the Benny Hill show. Or my mom was watching Lawrence (laughs) (laughs) Here it is. Now, what year, Travis, were you doing this? Oh, God, it had to be 1978 or 79, I believe. This is the dorm room at the Travis Dunn Uh, Palace. No, actually, it may have been earlier than that because my brother graduated in 73 or 4 with a master's degree. Yeah, anyway. How quick was B on that? That's excellent. I was a a wee lad at that point. Tigers took down the Padres four games to one, of course, Sparky. And and then this past year, among other things, it was really neat. I, for the first time, ever had a chance to meet Kirk Gibson. I uh, was at the the World Series there, and I was emceeing that, and, and Kirk was the keynote speaker. So I got a chance to sit by him, and what I—I'll tell you what—when Kirk Gibson and you know he's going through his own battles with with various ailments, but I'll tell you when those kids at the age of their 14, 13, 14, 15, when when Kirk was speaking, they were listening. I tell you what—I saw his last <laughs> football game, Iowa versus Michigan State. We were playing 
Thanksgiving weekend, 78, I think it would have been, with UND in, at Michigan State. Right. They were playing Iowa that weekend. Went to the game. Didn't know it until I opened the program years later. Went, hey, I saw Kirk Gibson play his last football game. He was literally one of the best athletes on the pl- yeah. on the country, certainly in the country, that could have gone NFL and could have gone, you know, all these different ways. Just an absolute uh, tremendous uh, yeah. ball player. I'm glad the Andersons got there. Mom got the... Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, I just, I just remember. I just remember Betty howling from upstairs, saying that uh, that's my number. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's the biggest thing you've ever? What's the biggest thing you've ever won? Brad? I've ever won. Oh, that's as far as like a prize or yeah. well, Brad okay. triggered my memory because mom uh, got a, the drawing at the. I want a, the... a TV at my post prom party when I was a oh, senior. Okay, that sounds yeah, probably that's... worth a lot of money. Well, it was like a, it was like a nineteen inch, but hey, it was probably a couple hey. hundred bucks at the I, time. I, I hit a. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll confess, but mom won a television at the. She was drawn at the at the at the credit union in Williston. They drew her a, na- a number, a name out, and, and, and when I think it was a television, that was a good TV. Boy, our parents have really won a lot of electronics, spread over the years. Yes. Yeah. I was driving to, uh, to uh, visit my brother in San Antonio many moons ago, and uh, at Harrah's or one of the places in Omaha, there's an Ameristar and a Harrah's. I, I knew there was a good restaurant, stopped in there, and had a... I had a... Um, I was just telling my folks, my, my mom this, <laughs> had a steak and a... And a nice bun, but one of those good sit-down meals. Been driving for about mm-hmm. six, seven hours. Got a long way to go. Stopped there. And then I kind of trickled from the restaurant after having a good meal. Went, nah, I'll throw a couple of dollars into the old uh, Jaxer Better machine, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Hit a Royal Flush. Whoa. The tune of like three grand. They gave me a, a teddy bear. Wow. And then came back because they got to get every piece of information known to man, right? Right. Get taxed on that. Forgot about that. It's always tax. As it relates to the IRS. Yeah. Forgot about paying that. Yeah. Two years later, I'm doing a show in Bismarck, and I'm getting calls and letters from the IRS going, hey, did you forget to pay the... I'm like, did I forget to pay the interest? And unbeknownst to you, and, and the IRS gets a lot of bad blood, which at times maybe are just due, but it was very... I called it back and said, oh, I'm sorry, I owe this. Can I pay this and this? And yeah, it was pretty good. But that's, that's when you talk about what you win. Uh-huh. That was a big day. A teddy bear? And gas money for the whole trip to San Antonio. There you go. Pay tax on the teddy bear. Cheaper. <laughs> D-Dunn. D- D- uh, what you may see in 23, I like yours. What about this one? And you could text in at 35270. How about 63 home runs for Aaron Judge? Oh, boy, I tell you. Boy, you never know. Or do you think now that he's done 62, yes, this past year was magical, stepped into obviously a new lucrative contract, and I'm not saying Aaron Judge will slip into complacency. Uh, you know, he's still going to be swinging at pitches, and he's got a lot of areas where he can hurt you. But do you think 63 uh, is possible? You know oh, sure. What? You know what? When the right. calendar switches to January 1st, the first thing Jack thinks about is baseball. Yeah. Well, we're, we're halfway. Six, six weeks? We're halfway between the oh, final. Would, yeah, I'd say six to seven weeks. Yeah. To, to spring training. Yeah. Somebody tweeted Woo-hoo. this yesterday, and I went, you bet, because it says we're in the, something like the baseball solstice. We're, we're like exactly <laughs> yeah. the number of days past the last out of the World Series <laughs> and the start solstice. of spring training. So That's we're right, brilliant. In the, right in the middle. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, the under-18 team. Um, uh-huh. Coming to that's – that's an afternoon puck drop tomorrow. 4.30. For, for UND. Are you on, you're on that then, obviously. With Mr. Hennessy, yeah. Um, and I, I heard you, you with with various shows, and you've said it before on this too, because those that maybe aren't knee-deep into uh, the hockey and the scheme, and they mm-hmm. look at that number and they say, under 18, yeah, well, this will be a blowout. Yeah. Well, one only has to go back uh, 
363, <laughs> four days. To find out be. that you can't take them lightly. Why can't you take them lightly? Well, Travis? you look at this, the, every single one, 18 or 19 of these players have college scholarships waiting for them. Uh, many of them will be drafted into the National Hockey League this year. And in other words, drafted, they won't go, but they'll be drafted and their rights will be owned. So these are players that, well, Tyler Clevin was one of these youngsters a couple of years ago. You go down the list of the players that have been have played for this program. The development program is, uh, as they say, developed a lot of really good hockey players. And, and this, this will be no different. Now they're younger. You know, 17, 17, 18, playing True. against 23, 24-year-olds. That's the biggest difference. Uh, however, they come with uh, – they're inspired. They come to that rink. There's something to prove. They'll be playing either opposing teams or playing for UND at some point. I'm sure there'll be some guys – I haven't looked at the list yet. I haven't done my studying for tomorrow quite yet. Right. But, um, you know, there's going to be guys playing in that rink uh, as a home rink. Well, let me throw this out at you. What is it that they say in the in the NFL, a running back, uh, as far as diminishing production after the age? Is it 30, Brad, or something like that? Or it, there's a diminishing – 25. Maybe so. <laughs> yeah. It seems like it's younger. I don't want to say 28, but maybe, it's at least 30. But oh. there's a number where yeah. studies have done, and, and you talk about diminishing returns at, from positions, and I'm sure for that. Um, in hockey, is there – a peak, obviously age, and some have gone long, but when are you strongest at at your hockey playing ability? You what know, what age? I think in the past that it was probably a little older, but the way, like, look at Kale McCarr. He's 22, 20, what, 23, 24, whatever age. He's not that old. Okay. And he is the best defenseman in the National Hockey League. Uh, what, scored 200 points faster than any, any defenseman in the history of the National Hockey League at this point in his career. 24. 24, 24 years, years old. old. So, you know, everybody has a different curve. I think it's changed so much because of the fact that training that these guys have compared to the days gone by, you know, the NFL training camps where you went to get in shape. NHL training camps, I remember when I went to St. Louis in 1980 to try out for the Blues my two weeks in the National Hockey League. Um, you know, the guys came there and they had – well, they had beer bellies. Sure. They yeah. hadn't really skated all summer. Now it's like, okay, you get two weeks off, you are training. So everything's changed so dramatically uh, in every sport. Yeah, it's a it's an intriguing question because I don't uh, I, I think somewhere where knowledge mm-hmm. gets better, but physical ability maybe diminishes. Wherever that line meets, yeah. where you've garnered enough experience and knowledge versus what your body is able to still do. Look at Gordy Howe. He 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 compensated with his brain. Look at baseball pitchers. Look right. at baseball pitchers that get more wise the deeper they get into their careers on how to get swings and misses or set up hitters to Jamie, get outs. Jamie Moyer? Bartolo Colon? I mean, Greg Maddox? <laughs> right. You mean, Speaking of not a finely honed athlete, but guy that got, just gets, got, yeah. got batters out until he was 45. Yeah, right. As Moyer would say, you run up to the plate waiting to hit, and you're walking back to the dugout going, what just happened? What exactly. just happened to that? Yeah. But in, in the sport of hockey, because there, there's such physicality, you, you got to physical, you got to be skate, uh, you got to skate, you, you got to move, you got all this stuff that, that is demanding things to have, do. Things have changed, though, also with rules in games, whether it be football or hockey as well. You can't be as liberal with some of the physicality that you could be in the past uh, if that's the way to put it the best way I guess but uh, you know you don't see the major injuries as much you don't you know they're protecting the players the the head head injuries or the head shots or whatever you want to call it uh, that those rules have changed quite dramatically over the years and so they're protecting the players more and more so therefore you believe that the, the longevity would be there as well plus these guys are the most finely tuned athletes in the in the world you realize that when you're skating you know, Kale McCarr will play 20, what, 25, 28 minutes a game? Mm-hmm. Okay, folks, just go skate for 28 minutes straight on a rink outdoors and see how you feel. Yeah. And then do that tomorrow night 
and do that 82 times in a regular season. Oh, by the way, then play in the playoffs for the next two months and finish the end of June and then take two weeks off, start training, because you're back in training camp in September. You uh, missed uh, the other day uh, Paul Edmonds, dear friend and yeah. colleague, and you yeah. know Paul. Um, uh, we were on, uh, he was on the show, and it was the ninth of the Wild and the Jets skated, and the Wild won that game. Yeah. Tory uh, Travis, but... Hey, tons of injuries. The Jets are... Jets were a little thin. Yes, they are. say the word. And I had brought up because Canada had just fallen to... Did they lose the, the, the Czech Republic? Czech Republic. The Czech, yeah. And we were joking. I said, Paul, I mean, like, the country must have just oh. shut down. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> He's like, what do you say, Brady? Oh, yeah, Parliament is. Yeah. They're just. <laughs> They're going to have a special session special of Parliament. Session. Oh, they do. Oh, no, no doubt. Everything hangs on the world junior, and it's just amazing what that has grown to. I was listening to, uh, you know, back to the 1972 Summit Series on, on NHL Network. They mm-hmm. were talking about that series. You know, in Canada at that point, there were 23 million people in 1972 living in Canada. And that final game against the Russians, game eight, that they end up winning with Paul Henderson scoring that uh, magnificent goal. And I was watching it in high school, right. 11, 11 o'clock in the morning. Um, there were 16 million Canadians watching it out of the 23 million well, living in the country. I hope they make the medal round. I was looking in, in the U.S. Oh, they will. Is, it, yeah. it, okay, so Team Canada they is... They won last is, night, yeah. Yeah, they, uh, Connor uh, Bedard, 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 who will be the first round, first pick in the National Hockey League draft. Projected first, you're on top of it. He has six goals and 14 points in the first three games for yeah, Canada. He's just set a record uh, for most He's going to break Peter Forsberg's that. mark. Well, and, you know, and, and, you hear, and then you talk about everything, everything comes back to UND, right, Brad? And, and you know, we always, you know, we always go. Uh, there's this guy named Jonathan Taves that's on the last year of his contract, right, with Chicago. Right. They are in the tank a big time. Oh, they are awful. And they are awful. So the odds are, at this point, that they may get the first pick. Connor Bedard could be the savior. Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane exit. Bedard comes in and start the rebuilding process. Oof, no, pre- oof, no pressure there. No pressure there. But yeah. you know what? These kids, they, they don't they don't play. Like Bedard, you watch the kid, and it's like the kid, the young man. And, <laughs> well, and he's, you know, it's like, wow, he doesn't play with pressure. He just He just, he's just a magnificent talent, and there's... There's always those talents out there that you just sit back and go, wow, how do you kill McCarr? Another one of those classic examples. Does the World Juniors, uh, and I get it, you, I, I saw you had to go to a, a stream, you know, and maybe subscribe for a stream, and, or unless you get the NHL Network, but yep. many people don't. We just Which talked about yep. you know, Betty's television, for goodness sake. She wasn't, <laughs> she didn't win. That wasn't part of the package back then. You know, nobody, it's like mine with the the, prime, the Thursday Night Football, the yeah. Cowboys guy, as you know. Right. On principle, I don't get what it's on, that Prime Video or I whatever. I listen to it on KFG. You can listen to that. So my point was <laughs> they can listen to that, but yeah. on principle, it's not there. Um, do the world Does the world juniors uh, deserve to be on a bigger platform? You know, I think anything with the, the world world in front of it deserves a bigger platform. I think the young women, the women in this world should have, there's a world championship for them. Mm-hmm. They should have a, a championship very similar. And I think at some point you'll see that occur over the Christmas break as well. Kind of a, a duo of championships. Uh, I think that will happen at some point. At least I hope it does as the game grows. And we've seen the grow, game grow exponentially. You know, I, I threw a name out a couple weeks ago, Nick Mikan. You remember his great-grandfather. George. George, who was an all-time great uh, uh, Minneapolis He's so good. To this point, coaches listening to us across the land still probably run his drill on on athletes underneath the hoop. Well, you talk about athletes playing hockey. Nick Mikan is a 6'2", 205-pound forward for the Steinbeck Pistons of the Manitoba Junior Hockey League. He's from Minneapolis, went north of the border to, to chase his scholarship. He committed to St. Thomas last week. He'll be playing in, in, in with the Pistons next year as well. Mm. But his, I asked him on the show that we had last week after he committed, 
know, how big are you going to be? And he said, well, the doctors think 6'7", 240. Um, now, you're talking about athletes playing the game of hockey. In the past, it would be, Jack, you're a big dude. Right. You're going to basketball, man. Yeah, right. You, you're like, okay, this, I was a first baseman in baseball. I expected like, to drive runs in hey, basketball. Nick, you're going to be a big kid. 6'7". So, but just go play hockey. Okay, I'm, I'm thankful I'm not playing because I'd be run through the end of the rink. On skates is what, six? Oh, well, yeah, it'd be 6'7", it'd be 6'9". All of six nine, six nine and a half, and then you know, playing at two forty. When you realize Ovechkin is six four, two forty, somewhere in that ballpark, so you realize that athletes are playing the game yeah. of hockey and is growing so exponentially. Um, I, I think that I think, although it's a game that doesn't equate to a lot of people's tastes, right? When you're in the rink and you get to experience it, you you understand what these guys do on a very thin blade and but skating it, but at this whole Bedard, this whole kind of Bedard oh, yeah. side, and you yeah. have the backstory on that. Yeah. You gave us a scenario where Tave's on the way out. Yeah. Here comes Bedard. He becomes the saving grace. Chicago, Chicago's dumping this, blah, 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 blah. So if, you, if yeah. you know that, and you know that all these guys are what, uh, they're under 20, right? This, right. The yep. World Juniors? Yep. They're under 20. And if you know that, and you stick it on ABC, NBC, CBS, three oh. of the main are Fox. Yep. So it's it's count those four and put it on there, and there's that education it's behind it. Does it take, does it help? A, obviously it helps the sport, but B, do people take time uh, to learn these stories? And this guy was drafted. This team owns his rights. This guy is uh, committed you're, to this school. You're never, school you're never going to supersede NFL football. It's just it's not going to bump out those other ones. Because fantasy football now is so monster. You're uh-huh. not watching as a fan. You're watching as, hey, I got my guys. They're going to score as points, and so I can win my fantasy league. That's what NFL football is at this point, the too, popularity. Too tall, Tom and I just got in this discussion uh, uh, yesterday, two days ago, uh, we were talking about uh, the the in Frisco the national championship game and Brad you'll be down. Uh, oh, lucky Brad! Uh, are you going to go down to Frisco? Yeah, he's, no, Derek. Derek is. is. That's he right. Derek, no, he was going, going. That's right. Brad's back here. I'm back <laughs> no, here. I had, to, I, uh, got... I had to. Uh, uh, I volunteered to hold the fort down. Here. That's oh, right. So poor Brad's got to hold all this down while I'm in the, wherever <laughs> else, Vermilion and Brookings. But it's this. Tom and I were discussing, and Tom turned to me off air and he said, "So it's on the main network." You know ABC, and the Vikings play it too. Kind of going up against some of the uh, the said, Do you think that's good for the FCS? Well, TV drives everything, obviously. Yeah, so I mean, that, that's there's a reason they've got it there they need too. Programming, or to be better served on a different day, and maybe a, an ESPN U or two and on that. And that's that was our discussion. You know, what right. are you, uh, you know, uh, how's that viewership going to be? Well, you it's know. not sexy in California to watch South Dakota State. Right. If, I was, Dakota. if I woke up in Albuquerque going, oh, right. I better tune in today because that, you know, I, is yeah. that going to grab it? And what, what's yeah. the and the same thing I talk about. So much like the FCS, as much as it's big to us, yeah. obviously huge to us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, not necessarily world. World Juniors, huge to you, huge to us. It's in our backyard. Doc Phil is over there, Team Doc, Team USA. Uh-huh. Where We live where we live. But as someone that's rolled out of bed in Pensacola, Florida, going, can't wait to, boy, the World Juniors, how do you get to that point to make something? The thing is, look where it came from and look where it is today. And it all goes back to the day that Wayne Gretzky went from Edmonton to the Los Angeles Kings. And look where it has grown since then. The two best hockey players in the world, arguably, came from Phoenix, Arizona. Hmm. Connor McDavid. Right, yeah. Phoenix, Arizona. Yep. These guys, there, there's. I can't remember the other guy's name, but anyway, uh, you know, they're the best. So it's growing, and it takes time to have that groundswell for people to understand the game. And again, it's a it's a game that equates. 
And again, remember that that orange puck thing in my doozer that oh, Fox, Fox did? put in. Yes. Drove me. See, I don't. How watch demeaning the... was that to you as a hockey like like going really? I'm now you've got to dumb this down so much right. that you have to show me how to follow the puck. I don't follow the puck though. If, like in basketball, right? You I'm don't, looking you don't it follow, up. Action you don't away. follow the basketball. Your eyes shift to where the ball is, but it really is focused on right. on, on weak side and screens. And a true and, yeah. football aficionado is watching the right. wide receivers move or the right. defensive backs move. They're not watching you, the you're ball. You're seeing where the blitz may be coming from, Correct. and so yeah, right. I'm watching the far side defenseman. I'm watching the far yeah. side winger. I'm not watching the puck because I, I I know where the puck's going to end up going. Right. You, you can <laughs> right. kind of anticipate it because of the direction the players yeah. are skating, and sometimes it bounces weirdly. But you know, again, it's just part of the education of of the game yeah. and again it does equate better in person the excitement in Certainly. an arena is so much better than what television will ever be able to do and thus now we get those 80 yeah. and 90 inch high high def te- tvs then and, and you're right and that'll be awesome that's right you know hockey live baseball and radio football and television used to be right. the you know right. and basketball maybe a little bit of both if, i think if as technology it. improves we get bigger tvs with the high def then it be i mean it's so much better now uh, but as that high-definition television gets larger and larger, then it's like you're right on the ice. Then I think they'll start pulling people into hey, it. Hey, a hockey – I know we got a break. A hockey uh, yeah. coach has never come out, and and I know it happened in Slapshot. We reference that movie quite a bit on this. But, but a hockey coach or assistant has never come out and, and clotheslined an, an opposing player, or uh, have they? Well, there's been sticks and chairs thrown. I know that. Uh, as far as coming out on the ice, I know back, and many fans out there are UND hockey fans. There was one time way, way back when the University of Wisconsin and UND actually had a bit of a brawl before the game even started. And that was the rule. Wow. Then the referees came on the ice with the warm-ups. Before. And so this is a long, this is 1977. Sure. So before the, the refs came out. A.G. They... Edwards, the trainer, went to run on the ice to break up a fight. And one of the Wisconsin players turned and just cold cocked him. Wow. <laughs> Boom. Down went A.G. Edwards. So, you know, wow. yeah. So he, he wasn't trying to cold cock anybody. He was just trying to stop a fight. But sure. in that case, he stopped the fist. How about that? Yeah. I knew Travis Dunn would have a story about that. And so. a football player named Mountain, who was 6'8", a big red-headed guy, leaned over the glass and grabbed one of the Wisconsin players. Pulled him and up? And held him against the glass so he couldn't go fight anybody. And there'll be people out there who, if you want to call in and talk about it, by all means. <laughs> you, you think there are a few people that went, I oh, remember that. I oh, know darn that. right, I, there are. What year? 70? Uh, 77, I believe it would be. It was the year before I played. So 77, 78, I believe it would have been. And then they and then they put the BG's jive talking on the public address system. So that's which might have been that, number well, one. Seventy. So that's before the infamous one with Kerry Eads and that one. That oh, was, that was eighty two. Yeah, that was early eighties. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then of course the Dean decision door in the penalty box. That was about eighty two, I think, yeah. as well. When he went down the penalty box and went after the Wisconsin. I think it was the Wisconsin. Yeah. Wisconsin's always been the bad guys. It's, it's always in Madison too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was it against what, either the Badgers with, or in or in? Yeah, what's up with that? No matter if so many Badgers found their way on the ice. Oh. And at uh, the old bar. Uh, quick time out. We'll come back with more. It is uh, kind of having a good old fun around the old campfire <laughs> chat today at the Jack Michael Show at 740. The <laughs> Moving in, rolling along on a Friday edition. The um, So UND and the under 18, and then uh, they've got one more non-conference, so to speak, uh, next weekend. Yeah, and we'll get your yes. mic on too. One yes. Of the, okay. Right. One of the mini one. Uh, yeah. So yeah. then it's back it's right Lindenwood into the and Lindenwood. then uh, Western Michigan and then uh, Duluth. Three weeks in a row. So they have uh, the next seven games at the Ralph. And an important time of the year, obviously. They, they learned something when they played Western Michigan. 
a few weeks back. Uh, defensively, they were very strong. The best two-game series they had played defensively, and it came at a very good time, an opportune time, because they had been struggling. So let's see if they can carry it over tonight, and tonight's kind of a testing ground for how good defensively they can be uh, moving forward because they have to be. They just made too many inopportune mistakes to be successful in the first part of that season. How uh, hurdle-ridden is uh, is is the schedule and subsequent, you know, pairwise and getting in and getting into a regional and making noise and trying to win? How how hurdle-ridden is this, Travis? Yeah, I th- well, it's like it? everything else. The, the, the NCHC, as we talk about the gauntlet that it, that it is, and it's after Lindenwood, it's all NCHC at that point. So, you know, your league standings become paramount to, to, to make the next step and get those pairwise points moving forward. Now, they were the only team in college hockey not to have a weekend off in the very first part, first half of the season. So there was a mental tired. There was a physical tired. They've had a chance to recover and recuperate. Sadorsky, I think, I'm not sure if he got back or not. He's back for tomorrow night. But he's from Buffalo. Uh, he went home for Christmas and kind of got stuck in a bit of a blizzard. So uh, th- th- he may be the only guy that isn't in the lineup because of uh, you know any major issue. But, A, they got, they're going to get healthy. B, uh, th- it's a whole new page now. It's a, the, the, nobody's a rookie at this point. You have played the first half of the season. Uh, you're now all veterans. The uh, 2023 coming up, what we may see in 23, Derek Hansen rejoins. Uh, Brad, is anything uh, – we floated some things out there. We, you know, It's hard to predict the future, but not necessarily if you start looking at maybe teams that are amping up and, and, and putting pieces together to win things. Uh, 2023, will two schools from the same, two teams from the same school win a state basketball championship, Brad? Yeah, like we saw well, in 2022. We have a repeat. Say. Could four wins repeat could, in could, Class B? You know, would that that's, be, that's, a, that's a fair bet, isn't it? I don't it? know. I mean, that's does Minot repeat does, both Do sides? Minot boys and girls, has, nobody has ever done back-to-back same school, yeah. right? That's, yeah, I wonder. I mean, that's, that's a good could one. Be, can Barnesville Ooh. Repeat. I was biting Derek my lip on that, but <laughs> yeah, he was. they can. I, I think the law here is as long as you talk about it enough. A lot of juniors it, coming back. Can Gopher Hockey win a national title? Ooh. Ooh. What we may see. Well, they tell play. you what, they're primed. I mean, <laughs> they are primed. I guess they, they, they have all the pieces. I See, they played the U18s of the 3-2 game last night. Last night. So, again, you're talking about how good this U18 team is. 3-2 Golden Gophers, number one team in the country. At Mariucci, too. At Mariucci. So, I mean, I'm just... I don't know. It just to me, to means like it seems like they have a lot of pieces in place yeah, to win. The I just heard a bunch of graduates groan all throughout the building here. They, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's UND that. Fan, yeah. Oh, really? The Gophers back relevant? It's well, good that they're relevant again, but they want them to be that relevant. Well, they, <laughs> do you? It might be a one and done scenario because a lot of these guys are going to be turning professional after this season. They're at one. I can't remember exactly. The, uh, he's a defenseman, I believe. He'll be playing for the Minnesota Wild as soon as the season does end. We uh, and my final thing in my little notes I put in today. We lost Pele. Yes, yesterday. Yep. And I'm thinking of honestly, individuals who have transcended their sport, just bigger than their sport. And there's not many of them, right? Pele would be one. Yeah, for a time there, for sure. Yeah, he was well the face of the sport, right? Literally, Jordan was the face of the sport through the '90s. I would imagine that Jordan, Pele. Yeah. Gretzky. Gretzky was throughout the eighties. Gordy Howe, sixties and seventies. No. Yeah, but but in all essence, and you just like like the name is synonymous not only with the sport, but almost just just yeah, right. better than bigger than the well, sport. Well, you say the itself. word Pele, and everybody knows who he is. It's you know, you that's might, it. 
You might say Gretzky to a lot of people. They go, who? Ruth probably was the face of baseball for a time there. And when when you're Mickey. using that, like uh, that's a Ruthian blast. Yeah. If someone hits it, when you're referencing, mm-hmm. yeah, I would say Babe Ruth is in mm-hmm. there. Yeah, is that it? Like four, four or five that have transcended Jordan. Yeah, Jordan, Jordan in the nineties. Jordan, Ruth. Pele, there's a few in the Gretzky. 80s you can't separate Larry and Magic too much. So. Yeah, you know, and, but you do remember guys for moments, of course, Franco Harris. Uh, not to the level of Pele, not, not but to where, someone you say Franco Harris, yeah. you think of immaculate reception. Football's so much harder, though. Because, it is tough. Because, I mean, it's hard to forget about that Steelers defense, and Bradshaw was a character himself. Right, I mean, he right. was in movies at the time. I mean, I think right. I think if you I said the name Vince Lombardi, yeah. and maybe transcend, you know, would, I don't know. Well, but, all about Brady throughout this Century. Are we going to look back at at, at this? <laughs> Are we going to look back and and put Brady in in equate him to like as Pele was to soccer or football? Oh, how you don't really Brady? Yeah, how don't yeah, I you? think he has to be? Even if you, you know, don't like him that much, you have to respect what he's accomplished. Well, no one's ever going to do that again. This no. again. There's Never. just no way. <laughs> no. I mean, in that league where parody reigns, and they encourage parody for what he did for as long as he did, uh, has to be noted. I mean, yeah. the history. I think history will seven of ten that hold. he's been in. Right? Yeah, I think Text history will hold in well there. Conor McGregor. Oh, Muhammad Ali. Oh, that's good. Duh. That's a good oh, call. Sure. And Tyson through the eighties. You know, he was boxing in the eighties. Yeah, yes, yeah, eighties, early nineties. Yeah. Yep. What we may see in twenty three, Tom Brady signs a new three year extension. Oh. <laughs> I could see him playing and not in Tampa Bay next. Year. Yeah, I think right? he'll go to the CFL. That's what he'll do. Um, he's yeah, going to go play for the Bombers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, T. Dunn, uh, hey, tomorrow afternoon? Yep, tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. Tomorrow Saturday. morning, then tomorrow, tomorrow morning, afternoon. Then, and then tomorrow afternoon. Tim Hennessy tomorrow morning. We'll visit about nice. this UND hockey team. Big stuff coming up tonight. We've got uh, four soccer in 101.9, UND men, NDSU tonight in the fan, Wolves in Milwaukee and KFGO.